0: Sitting down here in the Zoom room with the one and only Grant Yansura. Grant, what hey. is
1: up? Hey yo, what up?
0: What did you get into today?
1: Hmm, I got back from a skate trip recently, so I went back to the old office trying to get catch up. But then we had a bunch of pop ins. Uh, I'm sure you know how that goes. Friends <laughs> yeah. come in, team comes in, you gotta entertain. Next thing you know, four o'clock, and you did nothing that you wanted to do. And now we're here.
0: Exactly. You got yeah. a lot of emails in the inbox today, or <sighs>
1: yeah.
0: How's the I'm email? The worst. Where's the count? How many emails? I'm the,
1: the worst. worst? Just text me. And then I'm not even good at <laughs> texting either. The email count. Hold on, let's look right now. Oh, uh, it's not that bad. It's 77. Damn, 77 but that could be because I'm on airplane mode. And I also checked off like all the spam ones. So that's like 77 that I like actually need to get back to.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so yeah, it's hard. It's hard being on a skate trip and keeping up with that stuff. I actually put on my vacation message for the first time on this trip we just went on. Usually I just run it and I try to I pretend like I'm going to keep up with it because one time i did put on my vacation message but i did it wrong so it emailed everyone i've ever emailed in my whole life uh i get where i guess from this email address uh it just emailed them like an away message even if they weren't curious you know just everyone so then I, and i think it, i think it kept emailing them i did something totally wrong so i've just been scared ever since and uh so I try to keep up but it's just not easy because I drive straight to like filming or if I'm not filming I should probably be filming on the phone for you know the good old social media
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then filming a trick when I'm done we go to the next spot full day of that and how that goes and then we get back to the house got a capture you know awesome. then you got to eat yeah and then uh you know, lastly, you got to catch up. But.
0: Emails don't really, like, fit into that. Have you ever thought about getting a personal assistant or? Uh,
1: that would be nice, but I don't know if we're there yet. All right. All right. Well, things uh, to look
0: forward to in the future. It's the next level. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, I can manage, but just work with me. Work with <laughs> me if you're emailing me.
0: Heck yeah. Well, you, um... you need a
1: personal assistant. if Anyone. <laughs> you're, you're the busiest person I mean... I've ever met.
0: I'm now accepting applications. Um, anybody wants to delete my spam um, and unsubscribe from random things I'm subscribed to. Um, yeah,
1: you have your hands in like pretty much everything uh, that <laughs> is, I'm seeing these days. You have something to do with.
2: Yeah.
0: Can't, so hats
1: can't off spam. to you. And you're a pro now.
0: No big deal. So are you, gonna you me it, or?
1: <laughs> I know. And you just put out a part. So let's talk about that.
0: Okay. Well, maybe at the end. But first, <laughs> um, let's punish you. Um, so you're working on a new video, I'm assuming, since y'all went on a trip.
1: Mm, yeah, working on a couple all at once is kind of that's sort of been the model lately. It's just
2: it's just easier.
1: We put out a full length that we spent a long Time on, like, you know, almost two years, which is cool, but then it's kind of you put two years into it and then it's just one and done. And then you got to start over again. Yeah. So if we have different projects going all at once, it's easier to just spread it out. And unfortunately, uh, you know, people's attention spans these days can't really do a full length. So we have different projects. We have newer kids uh, working on parts, which some of them, is like their first part. Um, and then we've got some of the older dudes teaming up, working on projects together, like a, a two-part situation. So we just kind of go on a trip based off of that, like who's up who's up next. And if, uh, if you were just up to the plate, then you've probably taken a seat because we can't fit everyone in on trips now.
2: Yeah. It's too
1: hard. You got to get multiple cars and it gets a little difficult
2: yeah
0: showing up to the spot with like 10 people is not ideal
1: i know it gets hard it gets tough and then like where can you go for dinner that fits like 15 people and all Mm -hmm. that
0: the logistics are hard um can you disclose any details about these upcoming videos or is it yeah a little
1: bit all right um trevor's working on a part okay uh Jordan Taylor and Alex Schmidt are working on something. Andrew Considine's working on a part. Amazing. Uh, uh, newer kids, Nikolai Piombo and uh, Toby Bennett, oh, they're yeah. working on something. Um, Very
2: cool.
1: Max Wheeler is filming something. Pretty much everyone's working on, That's sick. working on parts and, and we have tentative dates and we kind of just put them out once, once they're ready.
2: Sick. That's awesome. Yeah,
1: but no, no like full length type thing, but uh we just try to put something out every couple of months if we can.
0: Mm-hmm. Nice. What about you? Yeah. Are you uh gonna make another grant part? And what trick are we talking about this round?
1: Oh my god. It's getting harder and harder these days. I'm running on a trip. I've only I've checked two off the list and I don't mm-hmm. have any left. Uh if I had to, it would be a front board part uh but I've only got about two on recorded so if I had to choose a trick it would be a front board part because those are those are easy to bail
0: totally can attest you
1: you can just like work your way into that trick you know oh totally
0: you just kind of get on the side a little bit
1: (laughs) yeah it's kind of like a little cheat trick it like looks kind of like you know scary but you really just worked your way up there for an hour and a half until you actually got on top yeah. So maybe we'll see. I don't know if anyone wants to see another part of one trick again, but if I had yeah. to choose, that'd be it.
0: Um this question was submitted by Ethan Anderson, so um that's at least me and him, so the two people that want to see it. Um but yeah, how did you end up with the camera? Where how did you become the camera guy?
2: <laughs>
1: Not being as good as my friends. Uh and classic response. Yeah, and my parents had a high eight camera, uh, so I borrowed that, started filming, and then I got a VX after that. I had a high eight camera for a while, and then I was skating in my my downtown in West Palm Beach, Florida, and these two kids befriended me for the day, and I went around filming them for a while. And then at the end of the day, I think I, like, went to get a drink or something, and then they just took off with my backpack and uh, got on the train, and I never saw them again. So I was out of commission for a bit. Yeah. (laughs) So then I had to save up money, and I got a – actually, no, I I didn't get a VX from there. I got, like, whatever. A GL2
0: Um... or something? I don't know. I remember the kids at the skate park
1: no it was like it wasn't a good camera but it said like three chip on the side or whatever and that was like the big thing like i got Mm. a three chip like whatever that means i got it i got a three chip it's like that's what the pros use Mm -hmm. so i got some you know bobo camera and then from there i got a vx after that and uh i didn't see myself as a filmer for a long time and until i was just all of a sudden the one filming every single time and no one was filming me anymore
0: so that's, <laughs> that's that's how, how I happened. got
1: into it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: what when did that happen for you? When did it hit you that you're the filmer?
1: Mm-hmm. Probably when I started driving. And then I'm okay. the one driving everyone around. I'm the one thinking <laughs> of a spot. I'm the one that's got a generator. I'm, you know, you just naturally take on that role of mm-hmm. driving everyone and figuring out the plan for the day. And then you have the camera and whether you want to be it or not, you're the filmer.
0: Yeah. There's like a team captain vibe.
1: Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, uh, Skate rat some memes about it. It's pretty accurate sometimes. Oh, for sure. But yeah. it has its perks. It, when people are terrified trying something, I, or when I'm terrified to try something and, and everyone's sitting down watching me, I just that's when I realized how nice it is to just be the filmer and not have to scare yourself.
0: Speaking of scaring yourself, there was a recent line you filmed of, I think it was Toby, um, mm-hmm. going down, like, some fucking obstacle course. <laughs> like, um, <laughs> did that happen, like, first try? Or, like, can you give the people uh, behind-the-scenes look at whatever the fuck was that? <laughs> that was insane. <laughs> I
1: think, uh, I don't, I think the Ollie North might have been first try, the last trick in the line.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but, you can only film so I was filming in front of him and I was holding the camera backwards. like I was I wasn't looking at him when I was filming.
2: Okay. I
1: was looking straight because there's like banks with like kink there's like a double yeah. kink bank and there's like there's like cracks and stuff you have to avoid you have to navigate I think there's like it's basically like three banks you have to go down. Yeah. So I wasn't able to watch him. I I just am skating myself looking forward and I'm holding the camera backwards. Yeah. So I'm not twisting my arm filming behind me. I'm holding it like as you would normally film someone,
2: yeah. like
1: your arm would normally be, but uh-huh. the camera is backwards. Yeah. So I'm just guessing where he's at. But <laughs> you can only really do that if the person is dialed you know if you really yeah. trust that they're not gonna slip out or fall or anything and Toby is one of those skaters that his kickflip is the same kickflip every time yeah. like he's not going to miss that kickflip and I know it but some other skaters are definitely missing that kickflip <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: so yeah. yeah I can trust I can trust that he's not gonna slip out or anything because I can't look at him to be pulling my camera away and mm-hmm. that you know that fisheye is going for God knows what these days
2: yes yeah, stop making them
1: but also um, shout out to Zach Chamberlain because he is the first person I saw do that filming downhills in SF holding his camera backwards in front and not looking at the skater so that's where I got that from that's um, it. yeah and I was surprised that I got uh, I I got hyped for that. The filming, because it, it honestly, like, my foot's in the shot. It's kind of shaky. Out. It's pretty, pretty damn shaky at one part.
2: <laughs> um,
1: but like it
0: adds to, like, what the fuck is happening factor. Like, is that yeah, a Wumba filming this child? Like, I don't know what's happening. It's just,
1: maybe, hopefully. Yeah. I like, I like to think that way. Like, sometimes when I film a certain way, my foot gets in the shot or whatever. I like to think, like, you know, it humanizes the clip a little bit. Like, like, a, yeah. like uh you this this is just a normal skater something that's not like a gopro stick or whatever totally
0: yeah so
1: i'll take that
0: for sure i'll take
1: the leg in the shot
0: yeah but how many tries are we talking do you have to hike up i think i think it took
1: 10 minutes to get to the last part and then i think he did the double kink bank first try wow yeah toby knows how to going to go into banks he's a woodward kid so
0: <laughs> they've been training him since birth um yeah <laughs> to enter banks i like um, to just
1: remind people of the skate park they grew up at when they're trying a trick like just channel that because <laughs> that's what i like, do like yeah no fully just this is woodward like a little bit crustier but because personally when i'm skating any obstacle i just try to imagine this obstacle it's most similar to at the park I grew up at, even totally if that agree. was 10 years ago that I it's like what I learned all my tricks on. So
0: totally. Yeah, that's there's like a certain it. comfort in being like, oh it's just this at the park or whatever. And then it allows yeah. you to actually do the trick and not be scared by like all the scary parts of street skating, I guess. Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> this is just this is no rail or whatever. Yeah. What, what what's your local park?
0: Yeah. Well, you guys skate a lot of unique spots, obviously, and a lot of like houses, there's got to be like a kickout story or anything funny. I mean, like, I feel like in your edits, there's always like some, um, I don't know, funny interactions with people and stuff. Like, I don't know any more recent (laughs) shenanigans
1: Um, recently on the trip. We were just on, we were in Philadelphia and uh, Nikolai was trying a trick for like, probably 3 hours and a lady came out of her house like we were lighting up a spot she came out of her house and told us that her kids were sleeping and they had school early in the morning and you really can't mess with there's certain things like you can't just keep pushing your luck on I feel like like yeah. elderly people you know whatever kids are sleeping it was like
2: 10:30
1: there's only so much you can like keep pushing until you're just a complete asshole mm-hmm. so he asked for one more try and of course you know how often does that work out and yeah. he actually yeah. did land it on that try Wait, he after did? hours yeah he did
2: damn he
1: did. and she came out kind of mad but she was like she was really excited when he landed it and when when he rolled away and then she saw like lights and there was more people and it was like uh it was a production sort of. Yeah. She was she was into it and she was asking questions. Um, but I was thinking actually I was driving home just now and I passed this spot that's in my neighborhood. It's this kink rail that's at a house that Karsten Kleppen board slid in a Nike video. Um it's we found out later that it was Colin Kennedy's house. He's a I don't know if you know who he is, but he's a filmer. He made like the D V S skatemore video and yeah, yeah. That, he worked for on One and he's a legend. Um, but uh, he told he saw the video and he hit me up right away and he couldn't believe that that was us. He, he said he found wax remnants in his yard one day and then he looked <laughs> at the rail and realized there was like marks on it. And then he went inside and his son, who was like 10 at the time, was home alone and told his dad like he was just watching us skate it from his oh, house.
2: That's and so it was, funny. Like,
1: just watching us, he didn't say anything. He didn't come out or anything. But um, that was kind of an interesting house spot to be skating your friend's house and not knowing it.
2: That's something.
1: Um, I can't think of any others, but there's always house spots are tricky. It's like
2: you know, you gotta really, you
1: gotta be careful with house spots and how you go about it because it is someone's property.
0: Totally. You
1: gotta know. You gotta know what to skate and what not to. So it gets tricky sometimes especially when you get older i can't pull off or film a school project anymore i don't think
2: No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i used to
1: when i I was 20 i think i could probably go for a high schooler and pretend like we were filming some school production but not anymore
0: yeah time has expired on that
2: one yeah
0: yeah um one time shane and i were skating this spot it was like outside of a house and this guy comes out he's like or out of his window he's like just fucking landed already <laughs> i was like yes yeah, yeah. this, this is what i thought this is what yeah. i'm
2: about.
1: <laughs> no i get it fully i'd be pissed if someone was being mm-hmm. loud out front and then i i don't like when people get aggro towards people for not understanding what we're doing like
0: dude totally what okay. do they
1: care like we're being annoying that's Dude, all we good we're like, so
0: fucking in- skateboarders are most entitled people on planet earth like
1: we're, we're the worst
0: worst the worst so <laughs> like, annoying.
1: like why don't these people understand what we're doing right now why don't they yeah. get it oh yeah. they want us to go to the skate park are they are they fucking idiots we can't go <laughs> we can't get footy at the skate park
0: yeah come on diane yeah yeah that's that's a real one yeah, so outside of, like, just filming cool skateboarding edits, you make some really funny skits, which to me sort of feels like you're, like, going into a blockbuster and, like, grabbing a movie and be like, all right, we're going to fuck with this one. But, like, that's just my impression. Um, I'm just curious, like, not, I mean, people have asked you before, like, how do you come up with these? And it's like, well, you're just right. like, kind of funny and creative and fucking around with your friends. But my question is, like, what <laughs> what skits didn't make it past the drawing board? Um, or like ideas that you have that like everyone's like we're not doing that
1: (laughs) uh let's see probably ones with too much dialogue are are hard a lot of times I'll even cut those I'll have some ideas but once you get skaters talking too much it can get corny real quick um also things are a lot more offensive these days so that becomes an issue where you got to think about how people are going to take things or yeah. how this joke could be taken or whatnot. So that's a big issue. that's, that's the one like ideas can get cut real quick. Um, also just camera work sometimes, like I have to be realistic with what I can achieve with what I have. And I'm not, I'm not very uh, tech savvy. So I only have some, so much that I know how to do and and I usually end up filming them, so that uh, narrows it down a bit. I can't mm-hmm. think of like a specific one off the top of my head that got cut, but those are usually the things that that cut them and then it kind of did just end up us i mean, we still definitely do skits outside of movies, but for the majority, yeah. the recent ones have been that because we people really like those, and it's funny that. I'll get credit for writing them or whatever, but it's—I mean—we're just it's copy and paste, and just
2: yeah. you just
1: change the change the scenario with skateboarding, so it's pretty easy. So I don't know why I get credit for those, but I'll take it. Yes.
0: Yeah. I mean, also, All like, right. I know you said like the dialogue can get corny, but the most recent one with like Jordan, the Wolf of Warehouse or whatever, like I feel like he's mm-hmm. such a good actor. Like, what the fuck?
1: Well, you need <laughs> like, to- it. I- <laughs> I got to, I, I have to give dialogue to people who can deliver it in such a way, like know who the, who the actors are. Um, or sometimes I'll use, I'll just like record without them knowing I'm recording and then I'll have them practice a bunch and mm. then I'll just use the practice takes because they're way more comfortable. And then the second you let them know you're recording, all of a sudden they just like stonewall wall. they don't know how to say it anymore. Well, so it's kind of a trick I use um, or even I'll use like I'll just set up a camera on a tripod for one angle and I'll just use like random like a uh, reaction to other people's lines from that angle that look authentic, but it wasn't meant to be a take.
2: Mm. You
1: know what I mean? I'm, I need to, I need to do another one pretty soon. Couple yeah. A couple of year is what I shoot for.
0: That's sick. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you've been shooting photos lately. What uh, got you into that?
1: just full control of everything and everyone no. uh,
2: <laughs> is
1: what got me into it was wanting to shoot product photos and not have to like coordinate or bother someone oh, to yeah. do that every single time, you know, it'd just be easy if I just had a camera and a fish eye and could shoot some skate photos of people wearing this stuff and keep it easy. Cause I would, Matt Price is doing a lot of stuff for us. Um, and I don't know. I just like don't want to have to make sure someone's in town and available and and figure yeah. coordinate all that when I felt like I could just shoot easy skate photos. So it's fun. It's cool to be on the other side. I have kind of taken a little further and started shooting skate photos. Um have now found myself in the role of wanting the filmer out of my photo, which I've never <laughs> been in that situation. I'm on the other end, annoyed with the <laughs> photographer
0: yeah
1: so now i'm i'm uh, on the other the other end of the what is it called when you're on the other end of like a picketing line uh
0: other side of the fence
1: no isn't it called like a is it a scab or something oh
0: yeah yeah you're a scab ethan <laughs> I don't know. told me about this it's <laughs>
1: like when i don't know if that's the right term maybe I, maybe oh, i'm a traitor that's
0: what I am. <laughs> there we go yeah <laughs> that's hilarious Yeah, so just, you know, you run a distribution company. Um, How is it surviving the the boom in skating? Because, like, I go every night to skate like a girl night. And, like, there's this person that showed up the other day with a brand new board. And they have, like, this red weekend graphic, just, like, super basic, like, the box one. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh. Like, I always think it's interesting, like, what boards people pick out, you know?
2: you just Um, call it basic?
0: Yes, I did. Um... Wow.
1: Okay. (laughs) All right. Word.
0: Um, the most basic, you're the, most, you're the most like unbasic company, like. Um, but yeah, have you? Is shit still crazy? Or, um,
1: yeah, I mean, there was a boom. It was just frustrating because couldn't get anything. You know, everyone wanted boards, and we just could not get them. Uh, and everyone was running into the same problem So it's like, you know, everyone was in the same, just on on the same ship. But uh. Speaking of ships, during that we were finally getting a shipment of all of our cut and sew gear. Yeah. And it ran into a storm and the ship spilled nineteen hundred containers into the ocean, like those semi truck containers.
2: Whoa.
1: And our full shipment was on went into the ocean. Everything.
0: Damn! <laughs> From Like
1: all of our clothes, all of our cotton. So like no. so much gear, we made pants. Finally, we've been waiting to make pants for years. We finally did it.
2: Yeah. And
1: they all just went to the ocean, um, during COVID. So it was just, like 2020 was the worst year ever. It was terrible. Um, yeah.
0: do you have people in your life that are just like, well, Grant, you get to skate all the time. Like you must have the dream job. <laughs> and it's like reality or like losing shipments to the Pacific ocean. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah uh yeah for sure definitely what do you do all day like what, what? Just, you know what are you gonna like list it off to people or they think yeah. you're fake busy you know totally.
0: oh my god my my biggest fear is people thinking I'm fake busy
1: yeah sure.
0: <laughs> and, I, and yeah. then if they
1: were to call you out and like okay then what do you have to do and it's like uh like you just can't you can't you want me to list everything right now or 20 things come up every couple hours yeah but we shouldn't complain about that no sound
0: we get to cool do. stuff we get to do cool stuff but there's always like responsibility with that I guess but yeah speaking of responsibilities it seems like everyone at weekend has like more than one job or is like intertwined in some way like is there like anyone that literally only skates for weekend like seems like everyone does like art or like works there or, like i don't know
1: mm-hmm. that only skates for us
0: yeah yeah probably some of the kids right definitely People?
1: yeah the the younger dudes but i mean they're also they also gotta gotta throw ideas into the pot and i gotta i'll ask them like their thoughts on this or that so it's uh it's pretty involved so no one's safe or they have to act they're gonna have to act at some point which yeah probably sucks for them um <laughs> so yeah no one's safe but we we finally do have uh some younger skaters that aren't in la we have some people on the east coast but and i thought that you know they were a new crowd or whatever but somehow all the young kids they all know each other even if i didn't know that they knew each other they all know toby from woodward or whatnot
0: yeah so everyone's
1: uh, somehow i never went but- yeah
0: neither well actually i went <laughs> last this last summer i was like a guest for the first time
1: yeah the last one uh like a couple years ago but yeah i guess you're not legit if you haven't been to the east
0: yeah it's right here
1: but everyone somehow knows each other it's 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 odd we're uh, pretty much a team from not from los angeles but living in los angeles and scandinavia somehow
0: hmm <laughs> Yeah, Carson. Well, we
1: started with Carson out there, and he's got a, a whole crew of insane, some skaters. And we went out there on a trip and skated with all of them, and it just clicked, made sense yeah. that he has a crew out there. To
0: Is that how like well. Sarah got on, or like how did that mm-hmm. come
1: about? Well, not really through Carson, but Sarah Merle. We saw her skating one of our boards on instagram and i know her from her gizmo part yeah which i was a big fan of Mm
2: -hmm. Um, she
1: has first part in that video
2: yeah and i
1: remember instantly being hyped on her part she has really sick trick selection skates cool spots outfits are 100 um she's taking all the
0: weekend boxes she can model Trick
2: selection. Let's
1: hope she can ask.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: um, no, it's so, yeah, she just skates similar to, to the team already. Um, so yeah, we thought she was skating one of our boards. So we sent her a box and started talking. And then from there, I went out recently, actually, uh, went out to Sweden and skated with all of them. And Sarah met up. She went on the whole trip with us and yeah it was right away you could tell that it was a good fit Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and she gets along great with everyone that already lives out there she's been on a team with philip omquist since they were 13 years old they were skating for the same company so Mm
2: -hmm.
1: they know each other well Uh, carson knows her from from both skate for nike and so she already knew both of them so it was it was comfortable it was easy it worked out
0: yeah well I don't know it's cool to hear that like the team is in a good spot and stuff like that because I know you know more recently it hasn't been super easy and this topic is a hard one but like I wanted to like take a minute to just ask you some questions because I'm just really passionate about creating a more inclusive skateboarding community and just also just how skateboarding can grow and evolve to be like safer just generally for everyone Um, which was kind of something that you sort of got like thrown into like a little over a year ago I want to say just Mm -hmm. when
2: those
0: abuse allegations came out from somebody that used to ride for weekend and Mm -hmm. so like yeah I guess I just like my first question is just like what really compelled you because like just more bluntly the the bar is ridiculously low for skateboarding like when there's been allegations that have you know surfaced from other skaters I feel like brands are like okay what do we do to like brush it under the rug or what do we do to just like ignore it or you know what I mean discredit this or whatever and like right I'm just curious like what inspired you to like I don't know <laughs> literally like step Take in action. to being like I'm gonna do something like
1: hmm. well yeah that's, that is a lot there and it's there's not like an easy answer, really. Um, I guess, well, just doing what I know is right in my mind, and also seeing so many things over the years happen and no one addressing it. And yeah. even if it's not like the brand's fault, it was still someone that they were endorsing. And if they don't speak on it and still are endorsing that person, that's like really shitty. But if they just slowly have that person fade out and don't address it, don't do anything about it, that's, you know, I guess slightly better, but still doesn't sit well. And I would, I would still think about that. And no, and like, wait a minute, like that happened and then nothing was said or talked about. And maybe a lot of people forget about it in a week when the next topic comes up, but that would still like sit with me and I would still think about that when I would look at that brand or person, if it was never addressed. And I didn't want to, I didn't want myself or weekend to be in that position where people were just wondering what happened with that. I wanted to be clear on where we stood and what we thought was the right thing to do. And it's not easy because when you address it, you really put yourself out there to be accused of certain things and to you just put yourself in the spotlight. And even if you know, you're doing the right thing, um, people come up with their own stories and so much false stuff out there. And it's hard, you know, because if you take the time to address every single false thing on the internet, then you look defensive. Um, And If you're too vague, then people are going to come up with other, you know, they're going to fill in the blanks if you don't, if you're not clear enough. So it's tricky, but I just knew that uh, we just had to do what we thought was right. And it wasn't just my decision. We had a team meeting right away. We got every, every single person there. Mm -hmm. So it was a, it was a group decision and it was unanimous on what we, that we wanted to address it. So we did.
0: Nice. Um, Well, thanks for sharing that. I know, like, I just wanted to highlight that, you know, anytime you choose to, like, do the right thing or operate in, like, you know, within your power, you know, people will come at you from all angles, and, like, I don't know, I remember reading some of the comments, maybe on your Instagram or something, or talking to you about it a while ago, and it seemed like some people were, like, why are you canceling this person? Why are you, like, this is just an allegation, like, how do you know it's true like why are you you know this person was my favorite skater on the team like blah 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 and right. then you have other people being like i can't believe you use the word victim and not survivor and you you know yeah. didn't donate to this group or like you know right, so right. You kind of open you yourself, donate so. and then
1: you don't donate enough or you do you say use this word why not you use this word that yeah. it's hard and you the for me the language was one of the hardest parts um, and yeah. cuz i know what I'm trying to say but you have to be so delicate in how you say it and I absolutely had no idea where to start and so I we reached out to so many people that we thought would be better equipped to help guide us um and see even now I don't know what the move is do I do I say their names or do I not yeah, <laughs> like you know like totally. this Totally Yeah I mean so many little things it's just I'm not an expert in it and I don't know how you're supposed to go about it but um yeah it gets really tough being in that position but at the end of the day if you just have your your goal on that you want to do the do what you think is right then you just gotta I think you just gotta keep your your uh sight on that and not really get distracted by people making up stories or saying you know You can't go read SLAP and all that.
0: Totally. Yeah. So you talked about how you made the decision ultimately to respond and kind of step into that. And to be honest, like being the only brand that I've ever seen really address things and be not only just like owning it and taking the hard action, which is like, you know, removing this person from your team, meeting with your, you know, the remaining members of your team, figuring out an action plan, but also like doing some really rad, like proactive things and just like positive things. So I guess I was just curious if you could share a little bit about like, you know, after this happened and this like news hit you and you're like figuring what to do, like, what did you do as an individual? Like, where did you go? And then maybe what are some things that like Weekend did as a brand um, in the light of what happened?
1: As an individual, um, I just didn't nonstop talking to people and listening and reaching out to people and speaking directly to the people that affected uh when when everything came to light actually the day everything came to light our all of our younger generation was in town just got there that day for two weeks so as an individual I went I was directly went to them and just told them what was going on Mm -hmm. and then we held a team meeting um with everyone that was uh, longer standing members not like the younger kids I kind of just told them what was going down we had a team meeting from there we just started reaching out to people to figure out how we what we needed to do to address it personally I just made sure that everyone on the team and involved we were all on the same page of what we were doing moving forward
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, and then I was in communication with the person that was accused of these allegations. And I was, then I was in direct communication with the person that was abused. So um, those were my first steps. And then we we figured out our next steps. And there was, you know, there's certain things we can do like direct action was just donating that person's salary for the remainder of the year to different organizations. Um, But then there's a lot of behind the scenes stuff that we were doing every day that is you can't really like put out, you can't show as easily. Yeah. So um, there were things that we could do to show what we were working on, like a resource page that we put together of different resources on our website for people that are victims of sexual abuse and other forms of abuse. Um, and that took some time to put together. So you know, you're working on this daily, uh, as people are just criticizing you for what are you doing when we're doing it, but we can't. What do you want us to like live stream what we're doing every sure. day? At, you know, and then um, we we wrote a, We worked with a bunch of people, skaters, writers, people in the industry, and we. Came up with, we called it uh, "Break the Cycle," and mm-hmm. it was basically like, a, I guess, an open letter to skateboarding that kind of defined just shitty things in skateboarding and how to realize they're they're shitty and what you can do about it and how to end it because
2: yeah. there's
1: a lot of toxic stuff in skateboarding, whether you want to believe it or not. Um, and I think we all grew up on it, and I think oh, we right. didn't realize it. And seeing so many different people in skateboarding now makes you realize how closed off it was for so many years. And I mean, I think still is to an extent, but I think I don't, do, doing things like that and defining it for the next generation, like what behavior is not chill. I think that helps a lot. because People don't know.
0: Totally. I, mean, I know
1: a lot know of my friends. Yeah. A lot of my friends didn't, didn't know what was shitty behavior when we were younger. We, you know, like, there's little things that maybe seem minor to some people, but it just creates, like, this toxic uh, path for people, you know? Just, like, even shitty jokes or catcalling, stuff like that. When you're younger, it's like, oh, boys will be boys, but it's, like, actually yeah. it's shitty and makes people not want to start skating.
0: Totally. And I I don't know, I've I've been saying this for a while, like, I don't even think that stuff serves the dominant identities. Like, I think it all just is rooted from insecurity and alienation, and if people actually feel, like, loved and, like, cared about and stuff, they don't actually have to, like, hurt other people or make fun of other people or whatever, like, you know? Or, like, harm other people, you know? So... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I know, and that's the problem, too, because it's, like, how do you put this out there and not sound corny, sort of? You have to be if you say it in a certain way then you feel like a fucking boomer or something or like a camp counselor but (laughs) you gotta figure out how to say it without sounding like corny which sucks to say
2: yeah but
0: i mean skateboarding has like such a small capacity for corniness you know there's literally an instagram account the like man you corny account you know where they're just like roasting anybody for at all you know what i mean like and for a good reason a lot of the times but you know, yeah. like skateboarding in particular is like not the best scene for like the potential for corniness or being serious. Like, you know?
1: Oh, yeah. Anything serious is corny, which I, I mean, I struggle with too because I am sarcastic and have made fun of shit my whole time skateboarding. And it's, I think it's cool to make fun of yourself and things to an extent, but I guess you got to realize like, uh, At a certain point, it's, like, just creates a shitty uh, atmosphere for people that want to skate and just have fun doing it.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, totally. And, like, yeah, I was on the website the other day, and it's sick that the resources page is still there and that the Break the Cycle PSA is now getting into, like, pretty much every skate magazine. It's, you know, it's been in Thrasher, um, it's been in a magazine
1: and like free, like free skate mag. Yep. Yeah, Skatism It's going in, but yeah. And that wasn't, I don't want people to think that like weekend wrote that because it was a team of people uh, mm-hmm. and consent is rad is an organization that uh, everyone put it out under the, their name. So it could be some place that people go to uh, when they see that if they want to look into it more.
2: Yeah. Um, shout out consent But yeah, that was
1: a whole that was a whole sure. team of people and legit skaters, not just random people that don't know anything about skateboarding. So
2: Yeah.
0: I, I think,
1: think that was cool. Yeah. I was gonna say speaking of corny, like maybe some people will think that's corny, but it doesn't matter because a lot of people will see it and it, and it should help them realize um and define define that behavior a little bit more so they can they can know what's right what's wrong and what's cool and what's
2: not
0: yeah and just kind of setting the record straight for sure and like to me it's like the only people that like will be like this is corny or this is whack is like fucking like whacking ball and like I just don't really care about what like (laughs) that type of guy thinks like you know what I mean or or that type of person with that kind of reference or whatever like it's pretty baseline. It's like respect the rights of and human rights and humanity of other individuals, especially those people that you skate with that you say are like just part of your skate fam, bro. And like whatever. It's like, I don't know. I think it's pretty authentic I, to skating to be cool to other people, you know.
2: <laughs> and that's yeah, basically I mean, and yeah. Some people
1: about? might say that that's like should go without saying, but I think that you can't assume that. I think you just gotta say it.
0: Yeah. Especially I mean, clearly younger, we have
2: <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> we didn't
0: just write you know that didn't that document didn't just get written you know all that work didn't just like happen you know it was like a response to skaters being irresponsible with their actions so
1: yeah why do you think so many people got called out for shitty behavior because of so many years of like i guess not clearly knowing uh, i don't know
2: uh, yeah. see, even
1: then i don't i don't want to say that they didn't know it was shitty behavior but i think you just got to put it out there more but in and, in and, and clear language, so people know, yeah, not yeah. acceptable.
0: Totally. And like going back to the process of that that document in particular, and also like the resources site and everything. Like, I just really loved that um, it was a situation where like not one person had to be an expert and you know be able to pull everything together. Like, I think it's a lot more reasonable to think about creating change in terms of like collective power which is like everyone takes on a piece and like obviously like you had mentioned we have like writers and like survivors involved in like creating the piece but then it's like you as like someone that's connected in the industry you know you have the phone numbers of the people to call to be like hey can we get this in your magazine like I don't have that like one of the writers doesn't have that indigo at consensus rad doesn't have the number to call thrasher to be like hey can we put this in the mag and I don't know, like right. uh Aliyah doing like the graphic design and like, you know, the different people are involved in different ways. I just think that's really beautiful because I think when something as overwhelming as this happens in the community and we're like, okay, how do we make this right? It's like important to remember that like it can't just be on one person, can't just be on one brand. It can't, you know what I mean? It's like it's only like no. one person be able to do everything. So I just think it's Hell cool no. to work together.
1: Yeah, I hope people don't think that I'm trying to say that. Uh, it was just like a couple of us coming up with this stuff because there was a lot of people, a lot of people involved from
0: yeah.
1: everywhere mm-hmm. in the industry. We had a, uh English professor.
2: He's an author,
1: an English professor. He's, you know, fixing our sentences. And then we have Aaliyah doing a graphic design and women, survivors, victims, everyone coming together to come up with what they've always wanted to put into words and then we're kind of just listening and then organizing it and getting it out there
2: so
0: yeah I mean I think a lot of people like I mean unfortunately I don't think this is going to be the last time that this type of thing happens in skateboarding in particular um yeah so what advice would you give other people that might find themselves in a similar situation to you like what did you learn and you know what maybe did you wish you knew in the beginning?
1: I think I think just um you have to be open, you have to listen, you have to keep listening to people and question things, uh question people's behavior if it's even if they're your friend. Um
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, if you think that it if you Feel like you need to ask hard questions then you probably should because uh, you need to figure out for yourself what's going on and you can't just like I don't know wait till it's too late and and when when a situation like this happens you have to rely on other people to help you you can't just figure it out on your own I mean at least that's what I had to do Um, it's hard it's hard to give advice because I still don't know what the hell I'm doing, but you just chip away at it day by day with the help from other people that, that um, you think would have good input, maybe some experience.
0: Yeah. Do you feel like you're strong? You're like, do you feel like your team or like, I don't know, like your bubble of weekend folks, like, do you feel like it's like y'all have gotten like tighter because of like going through this together and like,
1: yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> yeah we we got real close and um, we already are close and I think that's why people had a hard time with this because they think we're close and then we just turn our backs on someone but that's not that's not really how it went down and you got to hold your friends accountable and once you go through something like that, uh, you get really close with the people that you work towards that on. And yeah, I think we're all, we've never talked so much about something before. So you get yeah. really, really uh, on the same page with your friends, that's for sure.
0: Cool. Well, like, thanks for shedding light on that. And, you know, thanks for giving me the opportunity to like ask you more about that and what your experience was like, because I think so much of you know, and rightfully so, so much of the conversation is like, we need to be centering survivors and we doing something focused on like victims of this abuse. And like, but I think it's also important to hear what it's like to be people that are kind of thrown into, hey, figure this out, like you need to do something, you know, and I think it's really cool that in some ways have somewhat of a blueprint, I guess, for like, if something like this happens again, um, and people can kind of look to you and what like, Weekends done, and the community has done in light of this to like try to make something positive out of something that's pretty shitty. And I know it's got to kind of feel a little weird because, like, you're not trying to position yourself as like some hero, but at the same time, like, I think it's awesome that you shared your experience because this isn't going to be like the last time that something like this happens. And I think other people in the skateboarding world, whether they're like in the industry or run a skate shop or are just local skaters in the community are going to be able to have, you know, something to kind of look at as like sort of an example or like a way of handling things. And like earlier I was talking about how low the bar is in skating and how in every other situation that something like this happens, they're just trying to find a way to ignore it, brush it under the rug, like not like they make it this whole PR thing. And like, you know, you guys actually did something and did something in a like not an extremely public way, but like you kind of put yourselves out there in this way that hadn't been done before. So thanks for like sharing that, albeit like definitely not an easy conversation.
1: Yeah, um, it's not easy, uh, but necessary. And I think it's good to, uh, we have a next generation um, because Weekend is built off of people that are my, Friends and we're all old asses now so uh, <laughs> this next generation um, I'm proud of them all and they're all uh, solid kids so it's cool to them coming into what we're doing and at such a scary time but honest mm-hmm. time so they know what they're what's expected of them and and they know, they know what we're about. So it's cool. I'm, I'm, hyped to show people the, our new, new crew.
2: Yeah.
0: No, that's awesome. Not I'm to like- say
1: that the old crew is going. <laughs> we're not. We're not done yet. But uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: The old crew is sick. Um, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think it's like kind of rad too that like the young people are coming up in this time because. Like at the end of the day, if you get to like ride a skateboard in some kind of way, like semi professionally or whatever professionally, like you are pretty lucky. And I think asking people just to like respect the humanity of other individuals is like a pretty easy requirement. Um, And so it's cool that like these young people are coming up in this era that I feel like they already get it. Or if not, they get it way more than us, you know, like we don't have to explain it to them. They're like, yeah pronouns got it yeah consent already learned that in fifth grade like you know like they're, up. they're pretty on top of it so um, yeah
1: yeah our uh our crew got a front row seat to uh to it so they're they're up to date <laughs>
0: yeah um but yeah speaking of like the next generation and like moving forward like what are some things that have got you kind of excited um
2: looking
1: ahead. Mm-hmm. excited i'm excited to travel again yeah um i'm excited for that i'm excited i've got someone helping me film now so that's exciting for me um oh
0: is that max's friend
1: Mm-hmm. brandon okay. younger yeah.
0: yeah yeah max got a little interview too and like they're explaining who brandon was and it was pretty
1: fun. yeah yeah I'm hyped it's <laughs> fun awesome. to work with with someone on on filming projects because I do have friends that help here and there but no one that's like with me um on a daily basis so I'm excited for that it's cool I'm like you know older dude at the office and they're just sending me clips and then I meet up when I can so that's right. Uh, I mean I don't mean to sound like I'm too old.
0: We're gonna need to wrap this up. Well, thanks again, and uh I wish you luck in wearing all of the mini hats that you do and um just kind
1: of... <laughs> Yeah, when are you coming down here next? Off the record mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Well hopefully it'll line up exactly perfectly out sound like that. Yeah, um, what's good with that.